Cowboys Nation, hey, turn it up, turn it up. I'm loving this, six and one, believe it or not, it's real, it's very real. We go up to Minnesota against the Vikings and take care of business and hand them a big fat L, 22-16 is your final score. And I gotta give a huge shout out to Cooper Rush, man. There's a lot of these, a lot of people right from the beginning that we're not believing in this guy. You went trick-or-treating or you just didn't want to watch the game and shame on you. Shame on you right from the jump because I don't think any of us really believed that he was going to show up the way that he did, uh, but hell of a game for him. Whether this is your first time or your last time or you've been joining us from the jump, welcome to Starboys Network. I'm your host, Zach White. Uh, we got this show, we do the Double XO show, and we're going to dive into a little bit of this game and, and kind of do a recap and some of the really interesting things that kind of went along with this game. Uh, but first and foremost, like and subscribe to this channel because we have a lot of great stuff that's continuously coming out, including the Double XO show and as well our Starboys report. So make sure that you go to starboysnetwork.com and get all of your great content coming at you today and go to 88stitches.shop as well uh, you'll find some really really great merch over there uh, and you can get a discount code um, so make sure to touch base with us on that and we will give that away on the next show when we discuss the Denver Broncos coming up shortly but to this game to this game everything and anything that could have went right, in uh, a lot of cases did. But if I had to pinpoint it, I have to, I have to take this down and, and just bring it to a, a level of just a player even. We have to give away the game ball. And who is getting this game ball? The one and only Amari Cooper. The man showed up brilliantly, you see him there, with the game-winning touchdown. Eight receptions, 122 yards, and the game-winning touchdown, as I said. And it really starts just from the beginning to the end. And I could have gave this away to many people. There was many deserving people, including Cooper Rush, who threw, what, 20, 24 or 40. 325 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he brought, he, he brought the business. And the, a lot of this is because they were stacking the box repeatedly throughout the game to stop the run. They wanted Cooper Rush to throw. So Kellen adjusted, and he did. He did just that. He had faith in Cooper Rush. And when you got weapons like these, when you when you got guys like CeeDee Lamb, who also caught 112 yards um, and six receptions, uh, you know, and then you got Cedric Wilson, another guy who really showed out today. It's it makes your job a little bit easier. And but but either way, coming in as the backup into this game, you don't. It's hard, you know, just just getting in the nuances with 
with and he was practicing all week and it led up until like kind of the last minute we weren't sure if Dak was going to be in if Dak wasn't going to make it we are all fretting on this throughout the entire week but hey they showed up but it could again Coop it's really the consistency for me and some of the craziness some of the circus catches um, and you're going to see here in a little bit uh, one of those damn near Minneapolis miracle on, on our side. Uh, bounce, the ball bounces off of Breland's chest, hits into Coop's hands, and he is able to maintain focus throughout the play right there and and bring it in, snag it in. And man, that was one of those, that was one of the many plays uh, that not only he made that, that kind of was a game changer for me and I felt like he deserved the game ball um, because again, there's so many. Uh, including again the game-winning touchdown, but he really showed up and 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 produced in a high, in a at a high level. And it's a funny story at the end of the game, him and CD were kind of CD really wanted the the game the game-winning touchdown. He wanted that play, and they had a little back and forth. And basically, Coop said, "Nah, you heard it right. I, I'm getting the ball. This is my ball. I want it." Um, Man, but and again, shout out to Cedric Wilson, man, for everything he did with the 35-yard pass there. Uh, Harrison Smith, your mama's a hoe, uh, for that chokehold. That was that was weak. And I can't believe that that never got called, right? It's insane to me that that never got called, but you're going to, you know, find T.D. Lamb every other week for, for you know, a, a jersey issue or socks are too high. It's insanity. But again, Cedric Wilson really showing up on this 73-yard touchdown. That's that's crazy talk right there, man. It is. It is. And and the the crazy thing is, is we're not even at the point where we're talking about Gallup coming back. You know, we're, we're Gallup's back next week. Imagine, imagine all the people. It's gonna be beautiful when you have Michael Gallup back in this. And again, Zeke breaking off that huge play on 3rd and 11, which led to the game-winning touchdown. This team is really just fighting. They're all sticking together and gelling together, and it's making all the difference in the world. And, you know, offensively, with the weapons that we have as far as the receiving core, it's just, it's almost not fair, right? It's almost not even fair. Um, and Cooper Rush, again, you know, congrats to him. Longest touchdown pass since Roger Staubach uh, from a first start uh, from a quarterback, uh, and that was back in 1969. So uh, a lot of really cool things to, to kind of get into when you, when you talk about that. Um, but, you know, the there was a few other interesting things that kind of happened along the way. And a quick update, uh, Tyron Smith uh, did go out in the game. He injured his ankle, unfortunately. Uh, so we're going to kind of see how that works out throughout this week. Um, we also lost Jabril Cox for the season with an ACL injury, which is unfortunate. And uh, we had Diggs. He had an issue as, as well, uh, kind of went out towards the end of the game. So we're going to kind of play that by ear and see how that goes this week up into the Broncos uh, matchup that we're going to be having. But some of, some of the interesting things that we were able to see, because Kellen, Kellen Moore was in his bag, as always. And we kind of said that up until this week, you know, and he's really just, you know, paying homage to 
everything that's going on for Halloween, and he's really just he's just taking candy from these children. It's it's glorious. It's glorious to to witness some of the things that he does. And he actually came. He was in his bag again. Uh, he had a a almost like a wishbone set up to where you have Lyle Collins and Connor McGovern in the back, basically seven uh, seven linemen, and then you had Tony Pollard back there. Um, that's that's awesome. That's awesome, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of that from Kellen. He's just, he's just really doing his thing this year, and it's, it's again, it's almost not even fair. Some of the things that he's doing and the weapons he have, and we didn't even have Dak in this game. So imagine what type of game this would have been had Dak been in it. It would have been a complete and utter blowout. But the Lyle Collins situation, um, it's a bit, con it's a bit concerning. The way that they're they're treating the situation and and for from the beginning I've tried not to buy into it too much because of the fact that he has hasn't played meaningful football in so long and and I felt like that they were just kind of holding him out to make sure he's on the same page with everything and then you know reports are coming out of him potentially uh, possibly starting as a left guard instead of right tackle because of the competition there with Steele. Um, and then there's also reports of them being frustrated with him and, and him being a potential trade candidate. And I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this right now, straight out the gate. We're not trading Lyle Collins. Yeah, they may be mad at him. Uh, he's still a very, very talented lineman. He's a Pro Bowl lineman. Uh, and that depth is completely valuable when you want to talk about linemen and making a run towards the Super Bowl because people are going to go down, like as in the situation of Tyron Smith right now. Uh, and you had Nasheki come in, and uh, he did a decent job, uh, but it wasn't great. He, he still had some issues, and he's not going to be durable. He's not going to be durable in the absence of a one uh, Tyron Smith. So... We're going to have to definitely, again, monitor Tyron Smith, but we're not moving on from Lyle Collins. And I do want to see him either get back to his right tackle position or get back at or get to that left guard spot because Connor Williams has been consistently still a problem for us as well, uh, especially with the penalties. They've been crucial, crucial penalties that have really uh, kind of hurt us. And, you know, speaking of rolling with some of the bad things, also, uh, Greg Zerline, man. Uh, wow. Continuing to miss kicks, and it's becoming a problem. And it wasn't a problem this game, um, and the ones that he does miss is not necessarily a problem until it is. It wasn't a problem because we won the game. But had we lost, yeah, that would have been a big problem. We would have been talking about this a lot more. The consistency of Greg, the leg, is not good right now and we really gotta gotta get that guy on the same page and 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 figure out what's going on and we can either move on or or figure it out right but it wasn't only on the offensive side of the ball one of the big things for me too is the way that this defense showed up this was i felt like their first Full game that they really and that, and that no and again no takeaways in this game as opposed to the other games, but this was more of a shutdown 
type of defense, um, and we weren't bending. I think the Vikings went one, I believe they went one of 13 on third downs. One of 13. That is insane. I mean, they were there was points where there was a big play here and there, and they got down towards the goal line or, or closer on the other side of 20, and we shut it down. We shut it down. We held them to some field goals. And, again, I, I can't speak enough about the importance of that defense and some of the, the players that really stood out in all of this. And one of those guys is absolutely Micah Parsons. He had 10 tackles, four tackles for a loss. And we're starting to see a little bit of what he looks like as a linebacker. He's finally kind of developing into that role. We are all kind of – a little bit concerned with the way that he played prior the week before against New England. He didn't feel like he showed up really. Um, so this was a really big statement game for him at that position because at one point in time we were all questioning it. Like, hey, uh, maybe he's better as a defensive end. Maybe we want to see him there more because of what he offers as a weapon at that position. Uh, but they trusted him. They trusted him to develop as a linebacker, that is what he's here for. And again, my God, the reaction, his reaction to the play, to this, his speed in the game. I mean, you could see him pra practically pushing LVE out of the way on the other side of the field to track down the run and get the guy in the back foot. Or, I'm sorry, it was a screen. Uh, Jesus. And, and there was and if you just watch the tape there's there's several moments where it's such a quick diagnosis that as soon as the handoff goes it looks like it's going to Dalvin Cook no it's not going to Dalvin Cook he reads it quickly boom he's on the play he makes a play in the backfield and again that's that's the stuff I'm talking about when it's his reaction I mean it's 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 look and go he he's reading defense is so well right now and he's just so quick to react and that's something that we can all be really excited about and including play from from other guys key contributors like randy gregory with a sack and a forced fumble uh this is going to be his fifth sack in four games uh so the thing with randy gregory is he's constantly creating pressure constantly in the backfield and it's really affecting these quarterbacks, uh, and it affected Kirk Cousins pretty badly. I mean, he was 25 of 35, 184 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, so with the weapons that that offense has, to be able to shut that down, and not only that, I mean, I, I believe Justin Jefferson got held to like 20-something yards, 21 yards. Uh, and then on the other side of that, Dalvin Cook, even to the point of, of holding him to, to 78 yards. This is a an elite-level running back that, that we were able to hold for 78 yards. He did break off a few big runs, but overall to keep him under 100 and to consistently grind and step up. And, and kudos to guys like Carlos Watkins um, and Hamilton, uh, those guys really stepping up. Um, Again, Osa Digizua, those guys stepping up to uh, create that pressure and stop the run. It, it was huge momentum shifts throughout this this entire 
a game and, you know, offensively and defensively, what we were able to accomplish, again, with our backup quarterback as well, and to handle business in an away game uh, and, and go to their stadium and really just just pull one out, uh, that is something we can all be really excited about and really proud about with this team. And another cool thing that I, that I got to witness is seeing uh, on the game winning touchdown, everybody in the huddle smiling like somebody had just told a joke and they're all laughing. And, and just enjoying the moment. And that's, it's, this really feels like a real team that's, that's gelling together and they're, they're pushing through. And again, I, I just, I can't say enough. And we got the Broncos this week. Uh, Von Miller gets traded to the Rams in the same week. So we don't have that issue, which could have been a problem. Um, but now we don't even have to deal with it. And, and kudos to the Rams for being able to to make that deal, um, and they're a much better team for it uh, now. Probably not in the long run when they don't have any draft picks at all. Uh, but man, they are a good team. But I, I think that's somebody that we could potentially see in the playoffs. And, you know, I'm not. I'm not looking ahead that far. I'm looking at the Denver Broncos that this week, and we're going to discuss that. We're going to have a really good show uh, lined up, the Double XO show. So make sure you guys. Tune into that this week. Uh, we may have a very special guest that's going to be joining us, and it's a it's a it's a big one. It's a it's a it's a huge name. Uh, so definitely make sure to stay tuned in with that and and uh, join us. And go, again, go to StarboysNetwork.com. Keep up with all the great stuff that we have going on. This is a great season, guys. I love it. Six and one. How about them cowboys?